You know how there's uh, black Israelites? Yes. Okay, so what if there was um, Caucasian hoteps? I think, like, I've actually been curious about this myself, because I have wanted to be the first white hotep. (laughs) But I think that just means I'm anti-Semitic and not (laughs) anything else. And they come in and they're like, I am a creation of Yakub. That'd be awesome. Be like, yeah, man, all the pharaohs were white. Yeah. Where I'm just going to take the the classic hotep ideology and just whitewash it. No, no. I mean, like, you just own up to everything that they say white people have done. Oh, I kind of am a hotep in that regard. Like, like white people are like demon creations from Yakub, the evil scientist and stuff like that. Did I ever tell you about the one time I went to New York City and... uh, we were staying in a hotel near Penn Station, because I just assume that's what you do when you're a tourist in New York City. Sure, yeah. And uh, I vividly remember, I was actually in New York to go to WrestleMania, which was in New Jersey. This is like 2013 or 14, something around that time frame. Mm-hmm. And me and my friend, uh, I was going to call him Sean, we were walking out of the hotel and he is somehow even whiter than me. Like, this is maybe the whitest man to have ever lived. And we walked past a group of gentlemen that ended up being the black Israelites, like, handing out pamphlets. And they gave me a pamphlet. And I was like, yes. That's that's sick. That I, I, from that day, I have been recruited to be the world's greatest white hotep. I've been molded and, <laughs> and trained. And I, I am wholeheartedly endorsing uh, your white hotep ideology. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, no, I, I was just thinking, like, in, yeah, instead of flipping the narrative on its side, like, being like, oh, what if, you know, white people are connected to the cosmos? It's more like, <laughs> no, you, the hoteps are right. Like, all of our pineal glands are calcified, and we did have tails. I must kill the white person inside my head before I can y- truly learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, wow, you guys really convinced me. <laughs> I think um, I, I need I to believe do more you research because I, I really would like to, I think, espouse the Hotep ideology, but I feel like I would be the token white guy. Like, we are <laughs> going to flip that narrative on its head. <laughs> or I show up, I bring... I'm like, like hey, they have hey. to have one. That's right. I'm the affirmative action Hotep. Yeah, you're the token hire. That's right. They're all just, like, kind of upset to see me. I'm like, hey, y'all, guess they what had to I'm fill bringing? out the quota. To the cookout. <laughs> They're like, we know. Same yeah, thing you always it. bring. Napkins. Some some bullshit with raisins, probably. And I'm like, yeah, I brought napkins with raisins in it for a fun <laughs> midday snack. You can wipe your face after and throw it in the garbage receptacle. I brought the mayonnaise. That's right. Louis Farrakhan <laughs> is just furious to see me. He's like, ah. I brought a tossed salad and mm. bread. Honestly, that does sound kind of good. I'm not going to lie to you. I did have a big You're not salad supposed to have those things. Oh. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, they're dirty. Toss if you're gonna, salad? If you're going to have a salad, you're only supposed to toss it once. I don't know. I don't know who believes that. But I know it's like... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, is this a hotep thing? I'm learning so much today. <laughs> it might be a hotep thing. I, I feel like... I, I learned a lot because at one point, um, like indigenous activist Instagram... And, um, like Afrocentrist Instagram were at odds because the Afrocentrists kept saying that native people in North America were actually black people. And so like 
indigenous people were really mad and then the afrocentrists were really mad um that was a fun time so I mean, but i learned i learned a lot about like melanin and stuff if you want to know about where that movement is going uh the most prominent afrocentrist music act was arrested development whereas i feel like you've got way better indigenous musical acts <laughs> like, an arrested development yeah arrested development had one good album and then the second one started with a song that was somehow too preachy for even then and then they had a thing about like oh you shouldn't get abortions like abortions are bad everybody went yeah wait a minute <laughs> yeah and like this isn't even like afrocentrism at first sounds really cool and i thought it was really cool mm-hmm. and i thought it was like this this neat like rebel like getting back at society type deal but it's really not. It's it's so much more like fundamental Christianity than anything else. Damn. That is where, profoundly where they, upsetting. Where they just constantly talk about like, you know, the um you know, how being gay is bad mm. and how like the effeminization of men is bad and stuff like that. Hey, happy Pride Month, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those things are bad. No, we are extremely I think pro sick. like a feminization of men, uh, b- mm-hmm. bimbification for all people. Yeah. An empty head and a stomach full of bread is our rallying cry. <laughs> See, that's what that's what um, we need to actually rally up and get in touch with Trudeau and be like, hey, I know some people were talking about like UBI and stuff like that, but at least cover the bimbification process. Like that should be in healthcare. Uh, um, you know, that's actually a tremendous point. Get us all big fake titties we are announcing today a groundbreaking <laughs> program where everyone will be able to be bimbified to their liking that's <laughs> you get yeah you get you get on the a scale of shot on a scale of one to ten you get to choose how bimbified you are that would oh man what would like <laughs> i would i would choose level 10, ten chance look like <laughs> oh the biggest titties known to man Okay, like you've it'd got be scary. The beautiful, the beautiful hair, like the gorgeous hair. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like that's like scary. I'd be, I'd be one of those people where uh, the first thing I say in every conversation when I meet someone is, "Oh, my back hurts so much." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's I? I would I'd be a ten, but I'd get the world's biggest pussy. <laughs> no. I'd be like, I had a lot of trouble walking uphill today. I'm winded. <laughs> And just so much pussy to walk around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this so is tough. Too much pussy for one man to handle. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I went for the biggest pussy there could be. We gotta normalize <laughs> having a gigantic fucking pussy. That's what the show's goal is gonna be. When I That's get so much better than bimbification. Yeah. yeah, throw it all out the window. I just want. I want it to be normal for, <laughs> for everyone to have as big of a pussy as they can get. Welcome to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show, version 2, a.k.a. featuring me, Jesse, 
and my lovely co-host. Chance. What's Before we up? begin, quick uh, language warning, content warning. We're going to try and have a bit more fun this week. Thank you all for uh, your really wonderful feedback about last week's episode. Uh, we both greatly appreciate it, but we're going to try and have a bit more a bit more of a free will and good time this week you can only vent mm-hmm. your soul so many times i was uh i was surprised the the feedback we got on the last episode oh absolutely um, people really enjoyed the wasabi talk speaking of which is still up on my screen <laughs> yeah um, wasabi has been challenged by a new contender to the throne in terms of the dog discourse and i'm glad you brought that up because I feel like last week really was a banner week for dogs in the, you know, political and mainstream consciousness. Obviously, there was that insane article by some, I don't know, woman, lady person who talked yeah. about how it's cool to kill your dog. She's like, oh, I got my dog medically executed and I'm very brave for this. And of course, everybody talked <laughs> about that and was like, yeah, that's insane. Fuck, I missed that. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that happened. A horrifying article where this woman's like, I adopted a quarantine dog, and then it got out of control, so I had it medically euthanized. Oh, Jesus Christ. And like a lot of the response to it was just like blue check journalists being like, you are so brave. Oh, I hate those people. When they and start the- rallying behind anything, I'm like, I'm <laughs> always going to be on the opposite side. That's honestly maybe the best thing that Trump ever did was just his outward, like, total disdain for 90% of journalists. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, they do pull that shit. They'll they'll make even cool shit really uncool really fast. It's rare to see, like, an actual overall very cool journalist because every other journalist wants to insert themselves into the story. Mm -hmm. But it's like, the minute you do that, I'm sorry, it's over for you. You fucking suck. Give it up. Yeah, you're not a celebrity. No, you never will be. No. And Anyways, course, what, we, what, ended, what else happened? We brought wasabi into the mainstream. Uh, oh, trillions, right, right. if not hundreds of trillions of people talking about the legendary wasabi bit. We did. Uh, <laughs> truly some of our finest work. Truly some of the most disassociated nonsense we've ever spat out on this show. <laughs> but Yeah, probably. It's I thought Definitely sure, up there. This is going to be the end of the dog discourse, but no, it is with a heavy heart that I announce that Champ Biden has passed away at 13 years of age. Good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to send you a picture of Champ Biden because this is a sure. dog that was very clearly not in a good way. But welcome of course, to the, welcome to the dog house, baby. Champ Biden, yes, has finally succumbed. His reign of terror has ended at 13 years of age. He yeah, has, didn't he, like, uh, bite someone's calf or something? No, that's a great... <laughs> so, we're going to get to that. So, I've posted a oh. picture of Champ Biden. <laughs> he's not looking good, man. If he thought Wasabi the dog had fuck you energy, Champ Biden has insane fuck you energy. His eyes remember, don't work. Um, do you remember... Uh, Feifel goes west. Oh, five. Or, or oh, Feifel. Be careful. Feifel is correct. Five-ish is another thing. Oh, uh, we, we I know about five west. <laughs> oh, that's the current discourse right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, Feifel uh goes west, and they go the crazy eye or whatever. That's what that's what Champ has. Champ has those crazy eyes. 
Yes. Uh, Champ Biden is a very old. He's that age where German shepherds start to get extremely lumpy and kind of mashed potato like. But he makes up for it by having one eye that is relatively (laughs) focused and then one eye that is truly out to lunch. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) And it's people will be like, oh, why are you making fun of a dead dog? Well, for one, why are we making fun of a dead dog? It's interesting because Champ Biden was very much seen as being the better of the two Biden family dogs. Champ was the one they had for 13 years. Like he had been with him from almost day one, not day one of Joe's life. That dog would have to be like Methuselah. But are you you saying the wrong kid died again? uh, That has been a take that some people have put out, which technically is correct. It's just maybe a bit uncouth, but it is pretty funny. But what's interesting, (laughs) and you kind of alluded to this, is that the other Biden dog, Major, was, yes, in fact, the one who had been having problems with biting people. Specifically, he bit a Secret Service agent, which is awesome, and then a Parks employee member, which is uh, not as awesome. And then he was sent from the White House for about a month for, I assume, dog re-education. Oh, yeah. And he also Same thing they did with George Bush. Yeah, he was also having issues where he would just shit and piss all over the place, which I'm pretty sure was to cover for Joe Biden. Like, Yeah, probably. I'm yeah. almost certain on that one. And then we hadn't heard anything about either of the Biden dogs until, of course, this week when uh, poor Champ Biden was cut down in his 13th year of life. But what I have a sinking suspicion about is, you know how Major was causing problems, right? He was biting people, he was shitting and pissing and farting and caming. I -hmm. think Joe Biden, taking a page from that slate liberal journalist, figured, okay, now is the time. (laughs) And he was going to take Major to the the vet to be, you know, medically euthanized because now it's been Uh normalized. And then he took the wrong dog. Oh, no. (laughs) I am almost certain that Joe Biden executed the wrong dog. Oh, there are three scenarios that that could potentially be at play here. Scenario mm-hmm. one, the accidental euthanization of Champ Biden, which is probably the one I think. It's Number two, Champ Biden has been executed for QAnon Pizzagate crimes. <laughs> and as the most prominent and oldest now Biden's son, he was taken to, to Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay, and he was placed at the gallows next to Hillary Clinton where one of four dog military officers had a kill switch to drop him through the floor and execute him in the most humane way possible. (laughs) Number three. Yeah. He, being Joe Biden, enrolled Champ Biden in the Michael Vick Westminster dog show where he got into a scrap with Wasabi and was compromised to a permanent end. He 1v1'd Wasabi. That's right. Why would he even try? Like, you can't bite Wasabi's neck because he does not have a neck. He's he just have... one perfect circle. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's what are you no... supposed to do about that? You cannot kill a legend. You can only hope their memories fade. Exactly. Exactly. So we have one of three plausible scenarios. And Chance, uh-huh. now that you've seen Champ Biden, <laughs> what changes yeah. would you make to give him a fighting chance at Mike Vick's <laughs> Westminster Dog Show? <laughs> Wait. Okay, I must clarify. 
Am I allowed to choose any body parts or only dog body parts? You know what? Why why fuck with the formula? You go nuts, buddy. <laughs> okay. Um so if Wasabi has the four Jax arms, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Champ oh, oh god. You know what he, he literally the only thing I would change about the the poor lad is uh oh, what's his name from X-Men? Who has the sunglasses so he doesn't shoot his laser oh, eyes? Oh, Cyclops? <laughs> yeah. I give him Cyclops <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> Not the eyes, just the sunglasses. He's the same dog. Just, no, he's literally the same dog. It's just to cover up those goofy ass eyes. <laughs> okay. So I, I see that you're you're a wasabi stand. You are sending Champ Biden in unarmed, essentially. Oh man, and then I'd bet all in on, on wasabi. Easy. I, I would take the bet on Champ. Because you know what? You can teach an old dog new tricks. And the trick that he was taught was how to die. <laughs> I thought before you were talking about, what did you say? You said like recruiting in the in the Michael Vick dog show yes. wrestling championship. Um, I thought you were going to just say recruited to heaven. Like <laughs> as if Joe Biden accidentally signed the wrong waiver or something like that. God needs his strongest angel for his toughest <laughs> battles. And there's no doubt that having to be the personal confidant and friend of Joe Biden is truly, that's the best kind of training. Just hanging out with an insane, senile old man. And probably the toughest battle. Yeah. <laughs> so, R.I.P. Well, champ. Did you ever watch the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven? Maybe when I was like three years old. So I thought that movie was like a normal movie that everyone had seen. Maybe more people have seen it than I than I believe. But whenever I bring it up, like a lot of people haven't seen that movie. Um, it's a fucking weird movie, though. And I think Champ is an exception to the rule. <laughs> you think Champ's going to hell? <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? How long has it been since Champ died? Ah, a few days. What 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 makes you think he's going to hell? I'm just curious. <laughs> um. I don't know. Did he die by cop? Because then that's what brings you to heaven. Oh, okay. That <laughs> is an excellent point. No, he was not involved in an officer dog involved officer dog shooting. Unless. That's just, that's just dog on dog, man. What happened if the Secret Service guy came back for revenge? He was and he the, got, just, no, he got it's the wrong the same, dog. It was the same dude, and he practiced on. Uh, oh God, this is bad. And he practiced on Ashley Babbitt. Oh, <laughs> come on now. What? That's sad. I said it was bad. Yeah, he practiced God, on I'll binging with Babish. No doubt. <laughs> that works. Yeah, that's a little better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, but poor Champ though. Like, um, bless up for real. Yes, another. He's Sad victim of dog fighting and or QAnon Pizzagate. Yeah. I actually, someone I was speaking to recently was uh, talking about how they have a family member who like truly believes that there's clones of Hillary Clinton that have all gone to Gitmo. <laughs> okay. All, wait, like, the clones have gone to Gitmo? Yeah. So like they keep cloning her and they keep messing up the clones. So like the clones are also going to Gitmo. <laughs> like there's oh. been at least like seven executions of Hillary Clinton, right? Wow. Um, yeah, and and it, I couldn't. I I tried to laugh, or at least I wanted to laugh. But then I realized that like these are people's actual like family members and shit like that. And I'm like, that's not funny. These people are just like, it's just sad. 
It's delusional. Like it's it's so extreme of a viewpoint, right? Yeah, that. And then you I, realize that like real people think this way. There's a fantastic uh, prank show program called Not Even a Show, and in one of the more recent bits, he calls into like a QAnon, uh, you know, hotline or radio show, and he just starts saying random stuff, and you can just see the host being like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, uh, uh, I know that, I know that." And from that moment onwards, I was like, okay, some of this is delusional and some of this is just trying to save face so you don't look like a moron. And to do that, you say more moronic things. It's the weirdest way in the world to look cool. It's like like when you ask somebody if they've seen a movie and they say yes, and then they very clearly haven't seen a movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like you're the guy at the party who laughs at the inside joke. Mm. And And you're sitting there and you're like, Yes, I know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> that word does mean ignorant person. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's, not an in, that's an outside joke. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> if you say it outside, you got to start running. <laughs> uh, it's truly yeah. The QAnon stuff I do want to laugh at, but you are right. Like at the core, oh, it fucked. is delusional people being taken advantage of and just having their delusions further solidified to the point where they can never be uh unshook it is really like Mm -hmm. trying to deprogram someone after they've been in a cult but your cult is the computer and your messiah is uh the kenspiracy theorist that's his name yeah oh good (laughs) yeah that was a pretty great sign of quality yeah they these people um the same people that run all this shit, too, they need to step up their games, their names, rather. Their names sound like gamer tags all the time. <laughs> That's because it's the Xbox Live to QAnon pipeline. Like, we know exactly you know who's what done it, it is. You know who did it right, though, was Alex Jones's InfoWars. Absolutely. Perfect name. That, that doesn't sound like a fucking gamer tag. It's also a perfect description of what it is. It's like whoever invented the word pussy. It's like, yeah, that's certainly pussy. Like, you nailed it in one. Info wars? (laughs) That is perfect. These are information wars. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Also, it's like, you can't give yourself... Alex Jones just goes by Alex Jones. He at least sounds like a credible person. It's like, am I going to take like information from Alex Jones of Info Wars or a conspiracy of the conspiracy radio hour? Yeah, like, what the fuck is that, man? You can't cite conspiracy. You can probably convince someone that Alex Jones said something remotely smart, but if you're like, oh, yeah, I was listening to conspiracy the other day, and he said that <laughs> reptile people are impregnating us, you'd be like, you were listening to who? Yeah, who the fuck? It's embarrassing. That's why they have to start coming up with cool names. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I was listening to Punisher Slayer 69. Like, even that gamer tag name is cool. Like, I would be proud to tell people I was taking advice from, you know, Pussy Crusher. (laughs) Just The radio show. (laughs) Pussy Crusher, the radio show. That's also, that was, to be fair, the alternative title for this program. (laughs) That would have, hey man, probably would have got a lot more listens with that one. Uh, People, if you're listening, please do not crush the pussy. No one enjoys that. I just feel like I need to make that abundantly clear to our listenership (laughs) there's many things that people will enjoy but i don't think anybody's like man i can't wait to get my pussy crushed later (laughs) yeah we got some freaks out there yeah shout out you know who you are (laughs) shout out to the freaks that's right (laughs) uh well speaking of freaks i actually have 
a little bit of unique original content. This is a story that's going to be exclusive only to the Late Late Capitalism show. And I'm going to tell it without doxing myself to the very best of my abilities. So for those of you that don't know, I have a job in Kingston. It is a city we are based out of. And that job oftentimes involves working with the general public. Right now, the city of Kingston is trying to restart its tourism industry, which seems like a great idea given global pandemic. They also did that last year. Yeah. So one of the jobs I work at is dependent on the inflow of tourists coming in. And just the other day, I had, without exaggeration, one of the strangest experiences in any of my jobs in my entire life. So I had a tourist come in. He pulled up in a four-door Porsche. This guy is rich, wearing flip-flops, white polo shirt, wispy hair, balding, an old German guy with one hand. And as I'm collecting his information for contract trace purposes, I notice something. This is a German man who identified as such. He said, oh, I don't speak a lot of English. I have a, you know, I speak German mostly. And I'm like, okay. And Chance, you know what happened? This German man had a Spanish last name. Oh, okay. He was also well into his 70s. Oh, no. Interesting. And as I spoke more with him, he put forth a number of, let's say, antiquated social views. Extremely antiquated. And as I walked around this place where I work with and I work at speaking with this man, I, I started to get this bad vibe coming off him. And I started, you know, doing the math in my head because I I had his information for contact trace. And I was like, okay, this guy was born in the early 1950s. He's a Uh German man with a Spanish last name. (laughs) Yeah. And he told me that he was not born in Canada, but rather, quote unquote, overseas without specifying where exactly he was from. (laughs) So I think... Within the first week of a tourism site being open here in the city of Kingston, uh, I may have perhaps given a tour to, at the very least, the son of a Nazi. (laughs) And I have been completely fucked up since then, being like, what What, just happened? What kind of antiquated worldviews are we talking here? Uh, This individual said that people incarcerated should essentially work for like be slaves and that any money that they should make should not go to them but rather to the costs of upkeep and maintenance in the prison and that they should not be getting full meals oh so he works for corrections canada that's very possible (laughs) i feel like there was probably like a germany to corrections rat line at some point yeah yeah but i was just like oh and the more he spoke uh the less i understood but the more i understood if you know what i'm saying i was like okay This person is not a good person. This person has one hand and extremely angry eyes. And of course, to top things off, this person who pulled up in a four-door Porsche uh, did not leave a tip to any of the service workers he encountered. Yeah, of course not. I wanted some Nazi gold. They don't do that in Argentina. I wanted wanted golden Deutschmarks that were like (laughs) buried in some like Netherlander swamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, you might have ran into Dr. Strangelove. Oh, God. <laughs> That's, you know what? It's very possible. He didn't have the <laughs> charisma of a Dr. Strangelove, though. This was a, like, no fun at the fair Nazi. Oh, great. That sounds nice. 
Did they say they were even from Kingston? Like, do, oh, are they living in Kingston? They definitely aren't from Kingston. Like, the plates where on the their f- car were not, did, like, Ontario plates. I couldn't tell you where it was from. Where did the fuck did they... How did they... I don't understand, man. People are traveling right now and stuff like that, and it's like, I don't I don't know how you're able to do that. I didn't know we were able to do that. Oh, yeah, no. People are definitely traveling in and out of town. Every like I hold a couple jobs and every single person I talk to is like from Toronto and I'm like, "Great. Thank you." Yeah, or like the US. I went downtown the other day and they had uh, Ontario Street shut off to accommodate patios for multiple restaurants and it was packed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, absurdly packed. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um it's weird. Like, I don't feel as bad about it because, like, I'm vaccinated, so I don't really care. Um, I just wish everyone else was also vaccinated. I guess a lot of people are. It's getting I've there. I've kept up. It actually is. Like, we're over 78% first shot and, like, 25% full, which is not actually all that bad. They've managed to kind of push things into high gear now that the U.S. is giving us vaccines. And where was it? I don't know if it was Canada or the U.S., but like one country, I think it was the U.S., they were like, we are we are donating 80 vaccines to like Trinidad and Tobago. And it's like, great. Thank you. That's awesome. 80? 80. 8-0? 8-0. <laughs> oh, I like made sick. a tweet about it. And I was like, God bless you. <laughs> that's just kind of how it's been going. We are the, yeah. actually, when this episode is released, it'll be maybe mere hours before... We get the latest update from Doug Ford and the beloved conservative government. And the rumor on the street chance is that we're going to go from phase one all the way to phase three. No phase two. What? That's the rumor that? on the street. What does that mean? That means uh, like <laughs> restaurants have to hire more people within like two days. Uh, your server has to spit in your mouth at the end of your meal. That is a <laughs> requisite thing. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell I you just what want phase them, I one just want them, I just want them to come out and say we can suck and fuck. That's all I've wanted. Finally. I've said that since day one. This is tyranny. <laughs> it's like you can go on the street, you can suck, you can fuck, you can came, shit, fart, and piss. You can do what you please now that we are at the herd immunity threshold for at least the first I, dose. I, I don't understand how Doug Ford thinks he can win again, but I guess you believe that he's going to win. I just probably. don't think anybody else knows who the other options are. Like, Chance, do you know who the liberal leader is? I do, but do you genuinely yes. know? Who is it? Uh, of course. It's um, Horvath. The liberal right? leader. Oh, that's a uh, win? No. <laughs> <laughs> it is Stephen DeLuca, and he looks well, like Pistachio okay, but- Disguise from the Master of Disguise. We know Ontario isn't going to go liberal. Yes, but I don't know if they'll go NDP either. Well, it's Horath who's NDP, right? Yes. Am I pronouncing your name right? How the fuck do you say your name? Andrea Horvath. Yeah. Horvath? Yeah. The W is a V. Just think of it that way. That's so stupid. She's going to lose on that. Yeah. I think that's probably why she has lost. Yeah. Doug Ford's going to bring back like 50 cent beers and he is going to sweep... (laughs) And establish the Ontario Conservative Caliphate, as he should. Buck a beer 2.0. Um, what if he's t- like... beers. What if he says, yeah, $2 beers, and people are like, oh, two beers for a dollar? He's like, Actually, yeah. Toonie beers sounds pretty good. Like, sure, man. I don't know. He, I don't know what he's... He, I am so flabbergasted. I am that, just 
So he's he's doing terrible in the polls. Like I yes. don't know what, but you but think he's gonna win? I I just don't doubt how stupid this province is. Like this is well, arguably we've proved ourselves in the past. The second maybe the dumbest province. It's us or Alberta, and then Quebec. Who's the other guy? Deluca. Stephen Deluca. Yes, the bald guy yeah. who looks like the Turtle Man from Master of Disguise. So he's not gonna win. No, absolutely not. So you're saying it's between NDP and... And conservatives. And conservatives. And I'm not sure... Well, then sure. that means we have to vote the People's Party. Oh, see, that is an interesting... <laughs> well, we have to vote for whatever Chris Skye has. Let's not... Well, Chris Skye is... Actually, yeah, he's... Maybe he'll switch to the People's Party now that he's not friends with... Uh, Rob Carbone? No, he's not friends with the Republican Party anymore. Well, they weren't even going to run provincial candidates, so I feel like they were only they're going to be a party that only has one member of parliament, and it's the prime minister. Yeah, that shit was insane. That's such an awesome idea. Imagine if he won. Any sense? He had one seat. Yeah, like (laughs) he just thinks it's like the president. You don't have to control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to. They just vote you in. And I just don't it. trust Ontario. Ontario has voted like NDP once and it ended up with Bob Ray. And people are still like pissed about that. Mm. That was like the 1990s. People are really mad about Bob Ray. They still hate Bob Ray. So I'm I'm Didn't very he, skeptical. He, he did something to taxes that made people mad or something something with infrastructure. I don't Essentially, remember. Essentially, the NDP ran in the early 90s, like mid 90s. And they were like, oh, we're just going to run Bob Ray. There's no chance we're going to win. So they made all these like very lavish like social promises and then they won and yeah the only way they could even get close to paying for it was just like fucking the tax rate to an absurd degree right and like having to slash elsewhere that's where the the ray days came from Hmm. yeah i was gonna say i've heard that thrown around a few times when people are talking about voting MD- ndp but then you know people equally are just like well look at what the fucking liberal party did i don't yeah. know it's been trash for like ever yeah, the Liberal Party in Ontario has been just a nightmare for <laughs> quite a while. Win was Win was brutal. Like, yeah. I, you know, I didn't have as much of a hate boner for her as other people. No, um, McGinty was also bad. Like, they had <laughs> McGinty was bad. McGinty famously flamed out and like left office in a just massive haze of controversy. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, I no. will say they're a throwback to the Paul Martin era liberals, where they're just insanely corrupt. To an absurd degree, and uh, it was awesome to see. You love to see a little bit of a throwback. 2004 is here again. Isn't Doug Ford's, no, Rob Ford's wife going to work with the PPC? Yes, Renata Ford is Well, I'm voting for her. She ran for the PPC. Like, uh, she was a candidate, so I will absolutely vote for Renata Ford. She's I'm become voting. full QAnon. This podcast, if someone can give us an interview with Renata Ford... Oh my god. I would... Uh, I don't know. I've got Sexual favors, probably. Not in the Ontario Conservative Party, but in Ontario politics. You know who you are. Hook us up. Hook you us can up. Definitely get us in contact with Renata Ford. Tell her I was a big fan of her husband's work, and that I tell believe I John s- Tory killed him for communism. Tell her I want to set her up with an OnlyFans. Ooh. And I'll not. be the manager. Okay. Is she almost like a crack? Almost in like a sexy way. Almost like an e pimp. <laughs> Does she have any footage of her husband? Like he talked yeah, about eating I want pussy. It. Do they? Do I we have it. any raw, unedited footage of him eating pussy? I want exclusive audio from Renata Ford of Doug <laughs> Rob. Ah, fuck me. No, both. I honestly, can't. either or. <laughs> yeah, sure. Both of them hanging out. 
I want home videos. I'm like James Jonah Jameson right now. James <laughs> Jonah of- Jameson. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. I want I want videos of uh, of Renata Ford and Rob Ford smoking crack. That's my that's I my. Need, I need footage of Rob Ford porking his wife. <laughs> I need it on my desk instantly. That was much better than mine. We do have footage of Rob Ford smoking crack, so we do. We do. Yeah, there's copious amounts of it. You can see it pretty much everywhere. Yeah, that's I guess the coolest like, thing he did. Do you know when the elections are? For I think they're next this? June. Okay. Like it's a year from now because the provincial election is always early summer. I guess we'll find out what happens then. We'll we'll, probably... we'll definitely have more coverage in the run <laughs> yeah, up to it as well as no, w- we never talk about it again. Yeah, that's it. That's this is the end. <laughs> as well as hopefully the mayoral ele- election here for the city of Kingston. Yeah, that's coming up. Where we we must. In no uncertain terms, destroy Brian Patterson. <laughs> and we must in some way have some hand in what goes on. Oh my god, yes. I have already been putting the work in with my coworkers being like, here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been there's been ground floor work going on. But it's because, it's like, fuck Brian Patterson, man. He's been trying to win us over and it's like, I can't. I'm so sick of all the bullshit that you've done in the past and oh, even yeah. currently that it's like, I don't, I can't trust you. I Anyone don't care. Anyone who takes that man at face value, first off, hideous face. Second, he's like one of the most slimy politicians I've seen in the city of Kingston. Literally a year ago, he was fighting tooth and nail to keep that fucking statue up. And now he's like, well, you know, we have to... We have to embrace the discussion. It's like, oh, the, oh my God. the times they are a changing. Speaking so of, so I should I should give some coverage on that. I was gonna say uh, we have an officer down chance. Officer down, all the way down. <laughs> He's en route to the cemetery, and I officers officers going down on me. You know what I mean? That's right. Tell <laughs> us about the, if I may, monumental occurrence in Kingston last week. <laughs> There's a a couple parts about this. This is going to be a a pretty long story, but uh, I'll try to sum it up as quickly as I can uh, without rushing over the fun parts. Um, Just because it was a, it was a very long week. I wasn't there for all of it, but like behind the scenes, I was uh, doing my best to keep in contact with people and make sure everyone was safe and make sure people were always down there and keeping people safe. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, so last week we were talking about the statue and all that bullshit. And then um, I think they, they called the emergency council, which I also brought up last week. Yes. And that was on the 14th. So like they had just had it or were about to do it by the time we were recording. So we didn't really get to talk about it much. At that council, they said that they recommended that the statue would be taken down and either put into storage until someone comes up with a better idea for where it should go. Mm-hmm. Again, the statue is the infamous Sir John A. statue at City Park, in case uh, I haven't said that yet. And so they decided that, yeah, it should be taken down until there's a more appropriate spot for it, right? And some of the ideas for like a more appropriate spot were like the Bellevue house, but they didn't want it because they said um, they were worried that arsonists were going to come over and burn the house down. Which no big loss. That place is fucking ugly. (laughs) But it's also funny. Like what? a. Anyways, I'm glad they're Um, afraid to be honest with you. Good. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then um, it was two days later. So on the 16th was the actual city council meeting. So the um, our episode went up on Thursday night. So like we had recorded it just a few days before. So we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, the long term goal was to literally stay there until it comes down. And the city met up and they came to a conclusion with the counselors and like with the working group that had the conversation on the Monday, they, the conclusion that they came to was that the statue can be taken down and then put into storage until the cemetery takes it. Mm -hmm. Um, The cemetery being the cemetery that Sir John A was actually buried in. Cataraqui Cemetery. Cataraqui Cemetery. Now the interesting thing about this was not only did Nobody at the meeting hear about this beforehand, this idea of it going to the cemetery. And it was all literally sprung on them at the last minute by the hands of Brian Patterson. Classic. But also the cemetery didn't hear about this. (laughs) I didn't know that. A lot of people seem to overlook that part. The cemetery had no idea. Jesus. Um, They assumed the cemetery would take it. (laughs) (laughs) The statue... Since they said it would come down, right? So then they did Mm -hmm. take it down. It is currently in storage and it's going to be in storage until the cemetery says they want to take it. As of right now, they have kept saying they aren't. Nice. Let's go. So it's literally just sitting. It's actually sitting in an abandoned arena um, just on the outskirts of Kingston. Interesting. Yeah. And um, so anyways, they, they took it down. They took it down on the Friday. So they made the decision on the 16th and it was the Friday, the 18th. um, They said it would come down by 6 a.m. Right. So a lot of people came out for that. There was like over 100 people there. Um, Everyone was super nice. Obviously, um, emotions were incredibly high and there was some incredibly sweet people down there by the uh, the sacred fire and stuff like that. Like everyone I met was incredible great people to talk to everyone just made you feel like you're at home and and welcome which is something i haven't necessarily felt in the last few weeks in kingston uh but then um out of nowhere i i think jesse you were watching yeah oh yeah i had a great time out of nowhere these two old fucks yes so we saw activist larpers we saw two guys we did one, we saw some LARPers. I think the one had a Canadian flag, and I couldn't see if the other had a flag as well. But he these, did. He did. But I don't I don't remember what it was. It might have been two, the Ontario or the Union Jack. I, don't know. I think it was the Ontario flag. I'm like 90% sure. Yeah. And these two, like, garbage pail kids characters just, like, kind of <laughs> waddled in front of the statue. I guess their plan being, hopefully they won't drag the statue down on top of us. But... You could tell that this was half-hearted. They didn't really care all that much because as soon as the cops like walked up to them, they were like, "Oh, okay," and they just yeah, they, they stood back there for like the maybe thirty seconds. For like maybe thirty seconds, <laughs> and then embarrassing. As they were walking away, they looked at all of us on the other side and were like, um, "At least we follow the law." Oh, classic. And and we were like, "You do realize like." The city gave us a fire permit. Um, (laughs) The city gave permission for people to be here. And the police are literally here for us for some reason, for the first time, like fucking ever. They're actually here to make sure like the indigenous motion is happening um, just because the city actually decided on it. 
mm-hmm. and to protect us from people like you who are planning on stopping this from happening. Um, it was crazy. Uh, and, and they were insane and they went and they went yeah. and talked to, uh, the news media a lot. So <laughs> I'm not that. going to, I'm not going to tell you their names, but let's just say it's incredibly easy to find out who these two really dumb people are. Wasn't the one and, of them wearing like a service beret? <laughs> like, uh, one of them was wearing a service beret. Both of them were wearing their medals. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. Cool. Could you imagine being like, yeah, I, I just did say, peacekeeping in Somalia yeah. <laughs> to keep the John A. McDonald <laughs> statue. I, I physically abused so many 13 year olds <laughs> to keep John A. standing proud and free. Yeah. They, um, they kept yelling things like this is our history and stuff uh-huh. like that. Wow. Dog and whistle. So- they were yeah oh yeah and they were there with maybe three like slick haired bench sweater wearing dudes that were like 20 something that were definitely just like the queen's conservative party oh man they had a great one as well they they posted some truly fantastic things in the in the lead up to well they were there and they had their canadian flags and then they also had hired i don't know if hired maybe he volunteered a bagpipe player who yes. only got to play for 15 seconds at a time because he would run out of breath. I heard that. I was like, what's the deal with this? Is his bagpipe just fucked up? No, he's just <laughs> really out of shape. Oh yeah. He was like, he was actually like a hundred. Um, <laughs> everyone was literally like a hundred years old. They except sent for their these finest. Three young guys. Yeah, yeah. They sent three lizard boys and like the entire fucking Boer war Canadian army. <laughs> Yeah, That's what the medals were. They were Boer War <laughs> veterans. Oh man, they served their time. That's and right. uh so they you know, the the statue coming itself down itself is is pretty insignificant. But it, it was the fact that the city decided to do it and that um they essentially were held to their promises by the constituents of the city. Because for a long time they've said that they care about our indigenous people and and how we feel and and for the first time it mildly seemed like they care. At the same time, I don't fully. I'm not entirely convinced. Um, oh yeah, no, there's still a long. It was more so. It was more so. Let's just get them out of here. <laughs> oh, it definitely seemed like an appeasement thing, even from the the like the reports I've got from the city council meeting and yeah, what we've yeah. read. Yeah. But at the same time, there was even some counselors like surprisingly were on the side of the people that were there. I will have to issue and I cannot believe I'm doing this. I will have to issue an official apology to Peter Stroud. Wait one second before you do that. Yes. We must commemorate today is the anniversary of him yelling at the bus driver. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't want to thank him now. (laughs) Good. Okay, now continue what you were going to say, Jesse. Yes. Given that this is, what is it, the two-year anniversary of him screaming I at the think bus driver? I think it's two years, yeah. Peter Stroud, I have labeled you correctly as many things during the long run of this show, but I will issue an apology and offer a one-time pass because you voted to take the, what was it, quote, fucking statue down? Oh, yeah, he was pissed. I can, you know what, Peter, we have had our differences, but I respect that you, I will forgive you for one thing moving forward. So you have a one-time free pass from me because you did the right thing maybe once in your entire life. Here, here. Um, 
it was also interesting how people reported that meeting. So a lot of people didn't like a lot of news articles didn't go into detail and stuff like that. I understand it's a touchy subject and whatnot. And like, they're probably just sick of getting death threats. And, um, but the way they reported it, they were like, the official vote was like eight to five. Yes. For, so eight for taking it down and putting it in storage and, and five against that. That wasn't actually the case. Mm-hmm. It was eight people that were for taking it down and giving it to the cemetery. Four people who were against that idea because it wasn't given to the working group of like indigenous oh. leaders and community members. And they didn't like the idea because it wasn't talked about beforehand. Right. And they saw it as like a form of like essentially colonial controlling the narrative. Uh, and then one person who was actually against the idea of taking down the statue at all. And that was Jeff McLaren. Oh, my God. Of course. Which is very interesting because it was just last year where I thought it was really cool because he was telling everyone how neo-colonial they were being about certain conversations and stuff. And then he goes around and does this. Well, that's because he actually agreed like neo-colonialism is cool. He was actually complimenting them. (laughs) I think he's I think he's like a Marxist. What? I just assumed he was a libertarian. I'm pretty sure he's a secret. I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't say these things. If this I don't is one know. of the most complex men we've covered on this, this show. Is like, like, this is something being broadcast. And like, the guy lives in this city, and I'm possibly just making shit up about him. All I know is that he studies philosophy, but he oh. also went to, like, a like a Roman Catholic school to oh, do so. Jesus so Christ. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuanced. What does it say. mean to touch boys? <laughs> I have no idea where he sits. It seems like he's just very intelligent, but also very opinionated. Mm, um, bad combination. Terrible combination. That's why you have to be stupid and opinionated. That's right. That's you what, can either be smart and quiet, <laughs> like Megan, yeah. or you uh-huh. can be dumb and opinionated, like Dean, Chance, and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how we got the show. <laughs> Pretty much. Um but yeah, so so that's what's happened. And then in light of that, someone went over and spray painted on the statue, um, white lives matter and oh. not guilty. Yeah. So then someone else, uh, shout out to that someone else. Um, I, you know who you are, went over there and um, spray painted in black on the statue over where it said white lives matter and wrote like, Black, Asian, Indigenous, Trans nice. Lives Matter. Let's go. And then on the front, just spray painted over where it said not guilty and Good. changed it to just say guilty. Yes. And of course, we saw the ongoing tally kept at the base of the statue as well, which I thought was yeah. quite poignant and very powerful. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I was pretty blown away by that. So the city got a dubski. Uh, the city, I mean the people. Yeah. No, not. The city council so much, but... The city got a big L out of this The one. constituents finally held council to their word. And by constituents, we should know even more specifically, once again, the people that organized this demonstration were really the ones that held the city's feet to the fire. Exactly. Again, uh, if you're listening, you know who you are. And uh, love you very much. Thank you so much for even uh, allowing us to help uh, with anything that we could help out with. Um really appreciate it and as a mohawk person living in kingston i felt more comfortable with all you than i've ever felt so again appreciate it that is 
I mean, a massive dub in and of itself. This That's is, a big dub ski. I never thought that fucking statue was coming down. and I <laughs> People have been talking about it for fucking years, man. I was so pleasantly surprised. And, of course, the city of Kingston had to fuck up the actual removal. They couldn't just <laughs> do this properly. No, of course I don't not. know what their plan was. They showed up with a scissor lift and a winch. Yep. And they're like, oh, this is enough to knock this hundred upon hundred of pound statue that's been like fucking rusted in place for decades. Like, oh, yeah, we it, can pull this thing down. It was very funny. Even then, watching it all because there was literally like over a hundred people there all watching these guys try to figure out how to take this damn thing down. And it's like, man, we've been here for like it took three hours, basically. Yeah, it's like, but people have been there for like a week and a half. Yeah. Like, there was tons of time you could have came down and assessed the situation to see what kind of, you know, equipment you might have needed. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's no way city council will vote to remove this. And they go, oh, fuck, we lost? Yeah, god damn it. Because they showed up. For the, the people that did not get a chance to see the live stream or were not there in person, the plan was to remove the statue and place it on, what, a flatbed truck so they can move it off to storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do this, they brought a scissor lift and a winch. So even if they had gotten the statue down, how were they going to get it onto the flatbed truck? Oh, it was it was the most boneheaded Cause what thing they had I've to ever do seen. Was they had to call in. So after about what an hour or so of setting up, and then a few minutes of trying, they realized they could not move the statue. With their current yeah. equipment. So they mm -hmm. called in a Rogers crane truck, which requires a separate crew to run as well. So now you have four guys and two vehicles, one of which is a private industry vehicle on site, plus a flatbed truck, probably costing hundreds, if not like a thousand dollars of taxpayer money. Oh, it, um, 80K was set aside for the removement of. Oh my God. And Sir they spent Johnny. like $80 on the crew. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny when you look at what they brought originally like this shitty fucking scissor lift yeah oh yeah it was one of the most city of kingston displays i kind of thought they were like oh we gave it our best shot sorry guys statue has to stay you saw it we tried no yeah they went for it anyways and and the funniest part is um the guys that jumped out in front of the crane was like the first scissor lift yeah like, the one that in no way in hell was going to move that statue. Everyone knew that wasn't going to work. Yeah. And that's when they decided to make their stance. The funniest. I... It was such a surreal, like... <laughs> I was watching that on the clock at work. I literally, like, went upstairs and I was like, all right, I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to go get paid to watch this happen. It was wonderful. But, it was, yeah. yeah. That, Not, was, well, that was quite the sight to see. One of the most ridiculous denouements in one of the stupidest chapters in Kingston's history <laughs> being their fucking fawning fixation over that stupid statue. It's an ugly fucking statue, man. It's a horrible statue. I hope they turn the base into a toilet. And like I said, like, you know, me and my family at least have been talking about this for years. And it's like the city is just like, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? Yeah. We have to figure this out immediately. And it's like, what do you... Come on. This has been a topic of conversation for such a long time. It's like, yeah, you've been aware of this. How could you not be? People have been talking about the horrible legacy of Kingston's fucking sugar daddy forever. Literally forever. Mind-boggling. Have people, you know, 
uh, lie to themselves in order to get by. <laughs> just delusional. Either they lie to themselves or they just don't know and assume like, oh, why would Kingston put up a statue for a man who murdered thousands of people? It doesn't seem right. Yeah. The city didn't even put up the statue. It was privately fund- fundraised. Oh, my it was, God. It was done by like... Um, <laughs> Like a like a committee that I'm pretty sure had like landlords and like what uh, that doesn't sound like, like tourist tourism advisors and stuff like that. Oh yeah, no, the tourism industry in Kingston is pretty demonic. Like when you actually do any kind of look into what they do. Yeah, we'll have to look into it. They, they, al- their treatment of homeless people alone. Oh. Could have a full episode. We'll have to we'll have to come back to that topic. Yeah, as somebody who works for tourism. In the city of Kingston. Yeah, it is profoundly evil. Yeah. In yeah, like man. underrated ways. But then you dig in and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, they're it's broken people. It's it's a real nightmare. But you know what? This week was so much better than you know, I thought it was gonna be. We got to see yeah. a statue come down. Uh mm-hmm. we got to talk about wasabi again. We got to talk about more weird dogs. And, of course, I got to relay a story about a man who I'm 99% sure is a Nazi coming to Kingston for a tour. And if that doesn't (laughs) sum up what Kingston's all about, I don't know what does. That's exactly who they're marketing to. Yeah. (laughs) It's like birthright. They're like, oh, you know, you were a fascist. (laughs) You wanted to create a perfect white colony. Why don't you come to Kingston where we have a monument to a guy who tried to do exactly that? (laughs) Who did it better than you? Yeah. In fact, who inspired many of you to to strive and try to achieve your dreams? Yeah. I'm just glad that hunk of metal is down. Anyways. Drink to that, my friend. (laughs) I think this is a goodbye. I think so as well. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this week's trapes through everything City of Kingston and, you know, a little bit of a stop off in Dogtown, USA. Thank you so much (laughs) for listening once again. We'll be back at you again next week. Chance, any final thoughts? No, no thoughts. All right. You have a good evening, folks. You have a good weekend. Whenever you listen to this, I hope you enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye.